0: Hi there! Welcome to episode 47 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to was a special live version of the shop music from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time off of the Mario and Zelda Big Band Live CD. Why? Because this episode is all about shop music, and I simply could not resist the urge to play that song yet again. But since I just played it two episodes ago, I just hit you with a little fancier version of it for... A little intro here matt and i have put our heads together yet again for another wave back special this time celebrating the insane consumerism that is black friday by compiling some of our very favorite shop music the wave back black friday shop music special starts right now so how are you matt
1: uh i'm pretty darn good i must say
0: are you excited for uh this uh this shopping season
1: you know, uh, to be honest with you, I actually don't like right when we do daylight savings. I kind of uh kind of hate everything uh everything <laughs> from that it's to me, it's like a roller coaster that just goes downhill up until maybe like I don't know March first, <laughs> Wow, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I don't
0: leave my house. It's pretty much just sadness <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I mean, you work pretty early, so you know what it's like to like leave in the dark and come home in the dark, you know and yeah, that is true. And everybody... I don't love waking up before the sun, but... No, no, and, you know, everybody's got uh, the best of intentions with the holidays, but, uh, you know, things like Black Friday, excuse me, have um, put a damper on that, but, you know, for every for every, you know, storm cloud, there's a silver lining, and that's the stuff I do enjoy, like, you get together with your family, you know... You, you know, all that's all the good stuff about it. I don't, I don't like being trampled at Walmart.
0: You do a silly podcast about shop music.
1: I'm doing a podcast about shop music. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I've been looking forward to this episode. You pitched this idea to me, I think, back when I did the first guest spot, and I was just like, dude, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I hope it lives up. See, uh, see I, I'm actually, Black Friday has a very different meaning for me now. See, I worked retail for 18 years and, uh, <sighs> I worked video game retail. I worked in Toys R Us for Black Fridays. Uh, it's I, I've I've been in in the nastiness. All right, there's I've a been there's there, a special
1: so. place in heaven for you.
0: <laughs> so now that I don't work, um, retail, I, I'm always actually kind of excited for Black Friday to go into my regular job and ignore all of it like I just get up I go to my job nobody else is there my uh my team and I uh decorate our cubes for Christmas and that's pretty (laughs) much my day except this year I am actually going to go uh, to Best Buy and try to pick up a new tv for my living room so I will actually be attempting to shop on Black Friday morning I am going
1: to wish you the best of luck and I definitely need to hear about that experience when you (laughs) eventually emerge
0: i hope it's easy i hope i get to just show up at best buy grab the tv i need and then go to work and call it a day because that would be wonderful (laughs) but i suppose we'll see
1: i i I really do hope i certainly hope that happens for you
0: all right so shop music who doesn't love shop music in video games it's upbeat it's catchy and it makes you want to Stuff And with this episode going live on Black Friday, the busiest shopping day of the year, Matt and I wanted to provide you with an appropriate soundtrack to go along with it. So let us begin, shall we? Yes, let's. Let's shall. All right. Uh, <laughs> the first one we're going to go ahead and listen to is... Uh, we finished off our last episode with uh, Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap, so I thought it would be fun to start off this episode with another song from Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. Uh, this is indeed the the remake with the soundtrack done by Michael Gere. Uh, I seriously hope I'm, I'm saying his name right, who hasn't really done much else in the video game world, but the original soundtrack of the game that he is a... Uh, 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 remaking is from Shinichi Sakamoto, who did games like Panic Bomber for Virtual Boy and Jaws for NES. Yay, dude! Jaws for NES, I love that soundtrack. Anywho's, uh, so this <laughs> is um, this was the first song that came to my mind, uh, with the exception of the Ocarina of Time song which i'm obsessed with uh this was the second song that came to my mind when i came up with the idea of doing a black friday special and uh this track is called shopping please because in the original version of the game uh (laughs) you would go to the shop and behind the counter of the shop was uh, a pig with a i think he had a neckerchief on he had a striped (laughs) shirt an eye patch and he's smoking a cigarette and it just says shopping please (laughs)
1: <laughs> Such just terrible All. translation.
0: I think it's just a terrible translation, and it's wonderful <laughs> and delightful. Uh, so this specific version of the song um, is the ending version. They uh, they played kind of an extended version of the shop music uh over the ending credits in wonder boy the dragon's trap which is super duper awesome so i just had to go with that one because it's a it's a little bit more fun and expanded so uh let us get to our first track of the night shopping please from wonder boy the dragon's trap you have it the shop music from wonder boy the dragon's trap love those keys
1: there's a lot to love about that song actually I, um uh first impressions is uh that's some that's some shop music i feel like uh would be oh, in yeah. a mall in an <laughs> elevator Definitely. somewhere i love you that know? that
0: kind of like a um record player kind of sound like they just they really kind of produced it to sound like muzak in an old store yeah. and I, I love that Sounds oh, like it's absolutely. coming out of a crappy speaker, it's all tinny, it's that's just great.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then it, it just you you know, you go on the journey with it and it goes uh it gets all jazzy and like big and it's cool. It's that's super cool. I mean that you know, this is the second track I've heard from that soundtrack, and I think I, I you know, I've been busy, but I think um, I'm really doing myself a disservice by not listening to that soundtrack. I got to remedy that after this uh episode.
0: It it's really quite extraordinary. I mean this is this is such a, a a nothing track from the original game, and I, I mean nothing because it's 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 mere seconds long the the original loop, like like almost the throwaway. All that track, other stuff yeah. is. Exactly. There's so little to it because you don't spend much time in the shop. You just there, you go to a shop. There's a pig smoking a cigarette, and there's like four items you can I pick mean, from. It's.
1: I mean, I want to know about this pig though. Like, I, I go into the shop and I see this pig with an ascot smoking a cigarette. I'm like, what's your story, dude? You know, I'm I'm there now. I'm listening to this whole track because I want to hear his story. <laughs> the
0: the pig, the shopping pig, is amazing. Uh, they, there's a new um uh geez, there's a new like pseudo sequel to um this game coming out. And uh, you actually get to play as the pig, and he does still smoke. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. He better so have a cool. backstory. <laughs> I
0: hope so. Well, all right, I think it's time to move on to our track number two, sir, and that is yours. So what do you got for us?
1: So when originally pitched the idea to me about uh, you know Black Friday and uh, shopping music and store music and stuff like that, uh, one of the very first ones, I mean, almost immediately came to mind was The uh, Master Librarian song from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, Yes, it's. it's, I, I obviously I gave it a listen before you know throwing it on my list, but it's such a fantastic track, and it it almost invokes a whole different experience. Like you're not buying you know gear from a librarian so much as spending a night at like you know some in some harem somewhere in the middle east it's very you know you, you you might have a certain image in mind of what you would hear but then uh you you know you put the song on and it doesn't it the, the image doesn't match the song and yet you sit there and you go yeah this this works perfectly
0: that's really interesting that you bring that up because like the library music when you're in the long library getting to that is so fitting of like you know it's very harpsichord heavy of like Mm -hmm. being in a library that makes total sense i never really thought of the very middle eastern flavor of the of this track
1: oh absolutely um there's uh there's an interesting beat to it you know a little it's it's more modern but it's got the uh or excuse me i should say more western but it's got a bit of uh, Middle Eastern flavor. The instrumentation, if you will, has Middle Eastern flavor. It's it, it's very like I said. The image doesn't match the sound, but it works perfectly, especially in the um, within the confines of the actual game, Symphony of the Night. If you've never played it before, it's absolutely fantastic. It's on um, next level, excuse me, next generation platforms right now. I personally picked it up at the on the Xbox store for Xbox One have been replaying it since love it i forgot how hard it was oh my god um <laughs> once but you, if you learn have soul steel
0: it, it's pretty much like that that's like the the ultimate life-saving spell
1: oh my god yes yeah <laughs> especially when uh especially in the second half of the game i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it there's totally a second half to the game um but if you have played it you know exactly what i'm talking about you know the music oh, yeah. alone is, is outstanding uh composed by and i apologize in advance uh, Michuri Yaman yam oh man uh, yamane I hope that's right I apologize I believe I'm so that's sorry. how you say it yamane I think yeah yamane right. yeah uh, did did the soundtrack uh, including this song you know you can it, it's available on iTunes actually I'm I'm noticing I'm seeing here but uh, you know 33 tracks of just great background music and then the 34th is ending credits it's actually a song with some lyrics and stuff but it's fantastic music as a whole but this this track it's, it's a store as far as i'm concerned because you're buying goods and wares and uh and here we go man let's let's get into it
0: let us do it here is track number two the master librarian from castlevania symphony of the night <laughs> master librarian from symphony the night i i really do also love that track this was one of the ones that came to my mind too then i i for some reason i crossed it off my list because there were other songs that i was just a little more excited about but i'm really glad you you brought it up because i'm i'm, I'm glad to have a chance to talk about it
1: the, i mean um, i'm i sorry to cut you off i'm i think uh, of the two of us i'm more of the uh low-hanging fruit guy so i mean you can always <laughs> leave like the no-brainers to me like the easy pop-up flies i got those you you can pick the more obscure one <laughs> obscure ones <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll pick twisted tales of spike mcfang so you don't have to <laughs> <laughs>
1: i do this so you don't have to <laughs>
0: <laughs> this um uh, see now you were talking about how that the, the the music never really fit the image. For some reason, I never really experienced that when I played through this because um, mm-hmm. when I got to that part, and as soon as you hear this guy talk, you're like, okay, this is like kind of a, a, a shystery swindler kind of thing. Like, I don't trust this guy. And that's like the kind of feeling that I get out of this music is like a very like uh, outwardly nice but secretly sinister kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's totally what this Master Librarian character is all about. And uh, it's. Uh, I, I always felt like it really fit the fit the scene perfectly. Now, granted, it doesn't fit like I'm buying stuff from a librarian. But then again, <laughs> I'm buying stuff from a librarian doesn't make a whole crap load of sense to begin with. So. No,
1: not at all. I mean, yeah, the only thing the song is obviously missing is um the kind of sound bites from the characters. Because when that game came out, they started to do, you know actual recorded dialogue oh and, yeah
0: uh, but yeah i think <laughs> what even classic s- dialogue symphony <laughs> of the night has too
1: man. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah oh man what is a man
1: <laughs> but a uh, what does he say a bag of bones a
0: miserable little pile of secrets but enough oh, yes. talk <laughs> how about you i could recite that whole damn oh thing my god
1: memory. you really can holy cow i'm i'm not worthy um yeah yeah definitely i mean you know the Song's obviously a little too short for my taste, the version we posted. But I mean, you just go play the game and sit there in the library for a little while.
0: Yeah, just chill there and listen to it for for yeah, a it's while.
1: Like, yeah, it it's hypnotic. It um, it just it rolls. is, and that's
0: it's good because like you can spend some time in this shop. This isn't like the you know the yeah. the dragon's trap one that we were just talking about. There's a lot of items for sale and and things and they, that you can sell and whatnot.
1: And they were going for a a bit of an RPG aspect where. Some weapons were better than others and some mm-hmm. changed stats, some, some are two handed weapons. Yeah, uh, right. Two handed weapons versus one handed uh, all kinds of armor and uh, rings you can wear that did different things and stuff. So yeah, you really you really would oh, if if you were really oh, into it, you'd really spend the <laughs> the gold two. and the silver ring. We're in clock tower. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um But yeah, if you were if you were really really into the game you would spend uh, more than two or three minutes uh looking at items and equipping and you know doing definitely that and staring
0: at that hole underneath his chair wondering what the hell it's for
1: i you know in my infinite wisdom i always just assumed it was a, a potty because that's what they did in the castles <laughs> i just feel bad in the second half of the castle in the second half of the game i should say no i <laughs> didn't want to be near that
0: Oh, uh, gravity is not his friend.
1: No,
0: <laughs> an excellent pick, Matt. Really, I was I was so completely obsessed with this game when everybody else was getting a PlayStation to play Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I got a PlayStation to play this game because I was such a huge Castlevania fanatic. Of and, course. Um, I was uh, also a Nintendo fanatic and this was the first time I broke my streak of like, I was exclusively Nintendo. And then mm-hmm. when Castlevania Symphony of the Night came out on PlayStation, I said, oh, my God, this isn't coming to Nintendo 64. Mm-mm. I can't not play the next Castlevania, especially when yeah. it looks like this. Yeah, And so I went into um. My local EBX at the time, Whoa. and uh, I plunked down the cash for a PlayStation 1 and a copy of Symphony of the Night, and I still have it to this day, and I do not regret it for a second. It's still one of the best games I've ever played.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like when, um, let me see, I, I think I downloaded the uh, the one for Xbox One maybe two or three months ago, and I just sat in front of my television, and I, I remember being a kid playing, or I say kid, and, you know probably teenager or whatever i remember playing though and just it, it brought back so many great memories so many like oh I, I can't believe i remember that secret or like uh wait there's something over here or, you know those little things it's such a great game it, it they they did a really good job keeping true to the old 2d side scroller but mm-hmm. then stepping it up a bit with the rpg element and yeah really pulling the in second you know, half
0: of the game the metroid style exploration to it and uh yes the you know the, the bits of RPG elements to it and, mm-hmm. and all the callbacks to the the previous games, particularly uh Dracula's Curse. I mean the fact that you were Alucard from that game and you eventually mm-hmm. run into zombified versions of Trevor, Saifa, and Grant. I mm-hmm. mean and and seeing their sprite work like Alucard recalls Trevor at one point and it's the eight bit sprite that shows up in his yep. thought yeah, bubble. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's so self aware and so brilliant. Uh I can't say enough good things about this game. No, of course not. Listen, if you—if seriously, it's a public service announcement from the wave back. If you <laughs> haven't played this game, get out there, get a copy of it. I don't care how. Get to playing it's it. It's
0: on a ton of platforms. Make, oh, absolutely. Right, make it happen. It's and for then, the good and of, then, for our country. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the for good of our country, for the betterment of you, write us an email and let us know. Tell, sing our praise for telling you to go out there and play this game.
0: That's right. <laughs> And if you have played it, sing our praises anyway. Because yeah, come we on. Are in, in, we're in dire need of validation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, never were true words spoken.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next track. Yeah, Man, speaking of singing praises, uh, I can't sing a ton of praises for this game because it is. It, it, while it is a very good game, it is a very flawed game. But mm-hmm. uh, if there is a composer that I will sing, this, the, sing the praises of, it is Mr. David Wise. Um, uh, yes. The next track that we're going to listen to is from Wizards and Warriors 3, Kuros Visions of Power for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, The track that we're going to be listening to is The Wizard Store, uh, and this track is by David Wise, who, if for some reason you don't know, he's the guy who did the music for Battletoads and the Donkey Kong Country (laughs) series, and lots of other wonderful, wonderful stuff. So in um, Kiro's Visions of Power, you go around... um, This is a bit more of an open game, uh, similar to Symphony of the Night, uh, actually, in a way where you... It's all one giant world, and you have to traverse and backtrack and whatnot once you get different abilities. And um, Kuros, you, the knight Kuros, same dude from Wizard Warriors 1 and 2, uh, he travels around, oh, and X for Game Boy. Uh, he travels around, <laughs> and he, he goes to, you go to different guilds. Uh, there's a knight's guild, a thieves guild, and a wizard's guild. And all their particular places where they reside, like if you're in the, the underground caverns and you're a wizard, people leave you alone. But if you're dressed like a knight down there, all the monsters will attack you. If you're dressed like a wizard in the town, then people will get pissed and throw rocks at you. Or, But if you're dressed like a thief from the Thieves Guild, people will pretty much leave you alone, that kind of thing. And all the different guilds have different abilities, like the level 2 thief has a crowbar so you can break into windows. Or the uh, level 3 knight can shoot fireballs out of his sword and things like that. Um, it's There's so many great ideas at play in this game it just doesn't really come together as well as you'd want it to, but the soundtrack is pretty top-notch stuff, and this is one of my favorite songs in the game is The Wizard Store. It's a, it's, it's a jovial little tune, and it's a, a <laughs> lot of fun to listen to, so uh, let's give it a go, shall we? Here is Wizard Store from Wizards and Warriors 3, Kuros, Visions of Power.
1: actually um the, the the thing that kept coming to me was it, it reminds me a bit of a like a sea shanty
0: it does have it yeah, it's it's kind of a waltz and it's got that right yeah I yeah, definitely yeah most that.
1: most sea shanties are, are waltz based that's um, so funny because
0: i mean you're you, I've, i'm assuming you haven't spent any time with this game right no just the very first one yeah, Legends so this one's just so completely different, and it's it's always fun to hear the perspective of somebody who's listening to the music and doesn't have the the matching imagery from the game because like yeah, this obviously makes me think of the game, and you mm-hmm. thought of it as a, a sea shanty, and I never would have thought of that, but you're absolutely right. It's so structured like that. Yeah. So one of the things that I love. Uh, a lot about uh, this particular business. I was talking about how um, people get pissed at you when you're dressed as the wrong things. When you walk into the shop as the wrong character. The shopkeeper will pick you up by the neck and boot you out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always funny when you go in there with this, like super happy music playing in the background and you he gets tossed kicks on your you ass.
1: <laughs> That's friggin' oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> There's this great uh, little uh, kind of baseline waltz in there that kind of you know it it's it sets its kind of swing. And, it uh, does, yeah. I, I dig it. I I I thought uh, I thought it was a really good track actually. I mean, you know, since um since the last episode when I brought up uh in the Halloween episode I brought up the uh, nightmare on uh Elm Street track, you didn't know that it was David Wise. Mhm. You know, now I'm starting to kind of hear some stuff. So I, I think I may be a David Wise fan as well. Actually,
0: I think it's hard not to be. He's amazing. yeah. I, I have a feeling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was being facetious, but I have a feeling it's going to be impossible not to be.
0: Yeah, this is that. It's it's definitely his flavor. I mean, once mm-hmm. you really know his his stuff, it's it's kind of easy to tell, p- particularly. Like, he uses very specific kinds of instrumentation and mm-hmm. he also really seems to like to play with very fast notes um, in some NES songs. Like if you listen to his just spectacular snake rattle and roll soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is an NES game and all the music is like fifties rock and roll yes. but coming out of an NES. So it's like, it's just so interesting to hear all these like guitar solos coming out of NES style uh, bleeps and bloops as it were. And yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just remarkable and I love when he does those neat little trills and stuff it's it's yeah so cool. I was
1: I was gonna make mention of that that I wasn't expecting that it popped up and I was said oh okay cool nice little I don't know flavor to it I guess it gives you a little something
0: indeed all right Matt what's uh what's next
1: um so if I'm following along correctly and I'm not sure that I am yeah okay so I I am I've got my notes a little out of order here. So I apologize. So the next one we're gonna do, uh, I actually found. So I've been I've been a little busy last two weeks, three weeks. Um, so when it,
0: <laughs> you've been busy doing what, Matt?
1: Um. So as of recording this a week ago, I uh, I got married.
0: <laughs> oh, that doesn't take any time at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I really uh, I was very very laxadaisical on it. I Should have only taken an hour or two. Um. So I was actually away, you know, doing that, and we we went uh, away for a little while as well, just to kind of um, recoup and rejuvenate. And so, uh, you know, on the way back, I was like, oh man, you know, I need a few more to round out my list. And so I kind of scoured the internet, and I found this one. I I'm a fan of the series. I'm not a huge fan. Like, there's a lot of people gamers out there that love. The Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, all those games. Hi, uh, how you doing? Hey, there he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am i was a fan. I, I had owned it for the Wii, whichever one was on the Wii. <coughs> Brawl. Uh, Brawl. I was a big fan of it. It's probably the first time... It's probably my first experience playing other gamers on the multiplayer or PvP uh, you know, uh, gaming platform. So, you know, I I big fan of course. There's a lot of cameos, a lot of great characters in and out. Samus and Link and Mario, you know, everybody across the across platforms and stuff. It's awesome. But uh, I found this track called Trophy Shop, and I gave it a listen. I was like, this is a really good song. It's in the vein of another song we're gonna play much much later in the episode. I don't want to spoil it, Uh, but it i really really enjoy this i I actually finished it went back and listened to it like two or three more times like while i was doing research um now you had sent me because i had a tough time finding the composer's name but you had sent it to me correct yes that's the one so i'm gonna do my best again it's hiroyuki kawada he's a namco guy he's a namco guy because
0: uh, Namco actually co-developed this game uh, for Nintendo. They outsourced a lot of it. And, uh, well, I guess uh, this is one of the many, 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 many people.
1: <laughs> yes, that's that was the hard part about um, attempting to find some of this information, especially for a game like Super Smash Bros., where it contains you know, legions of different characters. There's so many composers because they're obviously, you know, putting in the guy who created the Mario theme, the guy who created, you know, uh, the Legend of Zelda music. So, Uh, yeah, but
0: also uh, one of the – I don't know if you actually know this about the Smash Brothers games, particularly starting with Brawl was – uh, the, the guy who, who makes these games is such a big fan of music that he'll contact every game composer that he knows. Mm-hmm. And they, they all these different composers from all walks of life do their own renditions of the songs from old Nintendo games. Which uh-huh. is one of the reasons the, the Smash Brothers soundtracks are just so incredible. Because you've got all these different composers that may have never even worked on a Nintendo game in their life... Doing their take on like the Legend of Zelda theme or something from Fire Emblem or something from Mega Man or whatever sure. other characters are in the game, and this is one of those those people. Uh, Hiroki Kawada. I mean, I don't know if you're looking at the same list I am, but he's a, uh, you know, he did Tekken music for Tekken mm-hmm. Three for crying out loud. Yeah, like,
1: Tekken Three, Ridge Racer 3D, a couple of air combats, mm-hmm. uh, Legend of the Valkyrie. Yeah, like, uh, no, uh, real quick, I didn't, I did not know that about the. Um, these smash brothers games. That's actually really interesting. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put that on my list to must listen to and, and, see what some of these uh, composers have done with uh, the classics.
0: Yeah. I mean, good, good, good luck with that. I could, I could, I, though I, so I downloaded a version of this soundtrack way back when uh, it first came out and some, some crazy soul put together, um, <laughs> just put together this whole thing has separated it into different albums for each character And the Mm. songs that are related to those characters. And then within those albums, each song is accredited to the person who wrote or arranged that specific version for this for this game. And it is And here I thought you were meticulous. It is hundreds of tracks. I, I can't even tell you how many tracks it is. And a lot of them are pretty amazing. A lot of them are actually just straight up from the original games, but and some of them are from brawl and and melee, uh, just those original versions. But a lot of them are just this really great original like medleys and stuff. Um, and the ver- the song that we're going to listen to, uh, the shop music. I'll just kind of throw this extra piece in there because um, the uh, it is actually a um, a play on the main theme for this game. Uh, each mm-hmm. smash brothers has like its own unique original theme. And this one's theme was written by Judichi Nakatsuru. Ooh, uh, good, good I job. apologize yet again. It sounded right. <laughs> it sounded pretty close to right. And, um, sure. The, the let's see. I think it's a, he, <laughs> I apologize Ooh. in advance. Well, yes. There. He is best known. <laughs> uh, this is the guy who did a uh, composition on the soul caliber series. Um, mm as he well as some other tech and games, stuff too. and ace combat games. Uh, and he did the, as the main theme for smash brothers for Wii U and 3ds. And this is this song that you picked is a variation on that theme. And it's a really, really interesting one, a uh, super mm-hmm. cool song. So let us give it a listen and then we'll discuss it even further because that's what we're here to do. Uh, what track are we on what is this Uh, one two three four Four. track four of the night trophy shop (laughs) from Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS admit to uh not having given this song uh the time of day until you suggested it um (laughs) because i would go into the trophy shop for like a couple of seconds (laughs) i'd be like do i have that one yes do i have that one no uh and buy my trophies and then go back to playing the trophy game the where you smash the boxes and and get trophies that way because i feel that's the more efficient way of doing it or at least the cheaper way of doing it because i'm cheap but this is a really really cool take on this uh on this main theme I really really enjoyed that
1: yeah uh, what what grabbed me immediately is is the opening notes it it uh like it, I sound I don't know if I sound snobbish or elitist or I don't know what but if, if something doesn't grab me within the first couple of seconds I you know you know a hit song when you hear one like if it comes on the radio like this is a good song it hasn't even you know you haven't even hit the first verse yet um Something like this uh, Trophy Shop song, it, it grabbed me in the first couple of notes. I was like, okay, cool. And then the beat kicks in, and it it gives, it like, a bounce. And, I like, I caught myself sitting here, like, bopping to it, like, oh, okay, okay. And, yeah, there's, there's that piano melody towards the... I guess the middle towards the end there, it's great. The bass line is just the old stand up, Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah like great stand up bass.
0: It sounds so cool. Oh it's, yeah, it's
1: a very like clean yeah, and slappy I, sound. It's it sounds really really nice. Like you can you can actually hear like the the body of the wood and stuff. Just great. Um, then uh, you know it, it. I I just I just rolled with it, I guess. And you know it finishes, and I was like, oh man, I kind of wanted it more. Then that's why I threw it on two, three more times. Uh, side note, I found a link on YouTube that it plays for like 15 minutes, so if, if you're willing to hear it for 15 minutes, there's a link for you, pal. <laughs>
0: That's, um, I really like the, um, the the, the the main melody of it, too, being played on a, um, I think it would be a melodica. I don't think it's a, an accordion. I think it's, um, a, it's slightly tinier, so I would think maybe in a melodica, but... I, Either way, it's it sounds really cool. It's it's and it does very much sound like classic shop music too. It it sounds like you, you know taking that theme and then turning it into a a musak shop music, like kind of similar to uh, what we we're thinking about with a uh, dragon's trap. There, it, it's it's it is a pretty damn nice <clears throat> track.
1: I agree. It it um so so they said that in in the little bit of research that I. Uh, was able to kind of come up with. They said this track was in both the 3DS version and the Wii U version. So I feel like it makes sense for the Wii U version because I, I, I having never owned a Wii U, I kind of feel like it was just the upgraded version of the Wii, and the Wii itself had a very particular kind of sound. Um, and so I feel like that track fits in the trophies uh, shop track fits in with the wii u and it as though you know when you hear things like um you know you hear a song off of pink floyd's dark side of the moon you go oh that was on dark side of the moon or something off the wall because they all sound in the same sonic range i feel like the trophy shop makes sense for the wii u and you know whenever another smash brothers game comes out whatever songs they have will sound like that system and you know so on
0: i can understand that yeah um the Wii U had a very different flavored UI, I think, from uh, from the Wii. But I see what you're saying, where this kind of fits in gotcha. with things like the Wii Shop Channel and the and the Mii mm-hmm. Maker Channel. That those yes. kinds of things yeah. it definitely it definitely sits in the within that flavor
1: quite well. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. It just it just is one of those things. It just it settles in nicely.
0: Good track. Good pull. Thank All you. Right all right this next one's uh super short and uh i just couldn't <laughs> live without it because uh when i think of shop music one of the, one of the first ones that come to mind i know I, i've been saying that a lot but uh sure it's uh not one of my favorites it's uh, the the music from fantasy zone uh mm-hmm. i picked the original arcade version here because it's my favorite version of the track uh this is the shop music from fantasy zone go figure by hiroshi kawaguchi who is um I plan on doing... A, I've been planning for a long time doing an episode dedicated to this guy's arcade stuff because he's done some some amazing arcade music, including two of my favorites, uh, the main theme to Hang On and Space Harrier. It's oh, just Space Harrier. Marvelous. Uh, yeah. This this guy has done just some incredible music. And uh, the Fantasy Zone soundtrack is also pretty darn good in and of itself. And this shop music is just perfect. <laughs> it's just this perfect, catchy little thing. So, uh... Strap in for the best 41 seconds of your life. (laughs) Here is Shop from Fantasy Zone. Just when you think you know where it's going, then it just goes up an octave, and you're like,
1: "Whoa!" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's there's not a lot.
0: Exactly, there's not a lot to this. It's just catchy. (laughs) No,
1: no, absolutely. It's it's like a it's like a piece of chewing gum for your ears. I'm gonna hum it (laughs) for like the rest of the night now.
0: And you know what's great about it is like it's. (laughs) it it doesn't it, you would think that it would be an earworm and listening to it by itself yeah you would get it stuck in your head but sure then you just go back to the regular music of fantasy zone and it's inc- it's all so so incredible <laughs> so uh, i kind of love this damn song. I love this track so much <laughs> i first played this on master system and i was i was toying with going with the master system version but the thing about master system games is that they're so screechy and tinny and um like while the compositions can be amazing like i you know my the wonder boy episode i did way 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 back when is it's it's great compositions but the the instrumentation is is sometimes very piercing and when you have the option of going with the badass original uh arcade version i I just had to go with that but (sighs) ah nice short track good times okay next one uh i got a story about this one so uh go ahead and kick us off what is our next track
1: matt um ah uh, you know, you said you just said it, you're like the first thing that pops into my head. Uh I, I wanted to chime in, but now is the perfect time. When when we came or I should say, when you came to me with the idea of doing a Black Friday shop music uh, episode, you know, you you immediately start thinking back to all the quote unquote shops you've been in as a player. Mm. You know, you got things like Final Fantasy, you got, you know, all the stuff that we've just brought up. Uh, you know, a couple things that are coming up. I, I, again, I don't want to spoil it. I'm just so excited for the track. I just don't want to spoil it, though. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to the end of the episode. I, I swear. But um, the the second thing that came to mind was Resident Evil Four, because when Man, you, when you think
0: about one of the most memorable shopping experiences in
1: a game, that took it. the words right out of my mouth. Because you know. <laughs> You get, you get some pretty generic shopkeepers and things like, um, you know, Chrono Trigger, Great Game. You get generic shopkeepers, uh, you know, Secret of Mana and stuff like that. Final Fantasy series, they're all generic, you know, they're just mom and pops or whatever. But then you have your standout merchants like the, pig, the smoking pig in an ascot. And then, of course, the merchant from Resident Evil 4. So, <laughs> I love this guy I, so he, much. <laughs> I think I found more about that merchant online than I did, you know, it took me, uh, a, 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 it took me longer to find the composers than it took me to find databases of the, uh, audio recordings of his dialogue. Hmm. You know, I'll buy that at a high price. Ah. I'll buy it at a high price. You know, and to this day. What are you buying? Yeah. What are you buying? What are you you selling? selling?
2: What are you selling?
1: (laughs) To this day, I quote those two. What are you buying? What are you selling? To this day. (laughs) Never fails. And of course, I look like a psychopath because you you can't just stand there. You have to hunch down and kind of get all. You know, creepy, and what are you buying? And you if know, you're wearing like, a coat, then, then oh, it's on. You know, welcome. Collars up. You know, if you got a hood, forget it. It's over. Now, <laughs> now nah, nah, you're just you just look like a jackass. But but yeah, you know, definitely one of the first shopkeepers to come come to mind, and uh, the the quote unquote shopping experience because. As I found in in a little bit of my research, because it's been a while since I played Resident Evil 4, but I played that game backwards and forwards, 100% went back in 100% again, you know, got all the stupid outfits and and things like that. Um, But as I as I found out in my research now, it's not just kind of the shopkeepers music. It's also the save area, which really is kind of like all in one. I know it's you go into like a little room and you can save. But then the the shopkeepers magically there. Yeah, he's usually just hanging out in the corner, just (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) why aren't you out you know you're trying to sell me a tommy gun why aren't you out there using that tommy gun like how did you get past that part because i just had a hell of a time and you're
0: just (laughs) waiting here how did you beat me here
1: (laughs) and i'm 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 pretty positive i read at least three or four different headlines to different fan theories as to who the character is that's how interesting this guy is people have made up fan theories That's amazing. See, now what's what's
0: interesting about this, this was also one of the first things I thought about. But then Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, but he didn't really have his own music, right? He was just like in the game. And Mm -hmm. then you sent me this track. I was like, but I thought he was just. And then as soon as I heard the track, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. This is the Mm -hmm. music that plays when you're shopping for stuff. And it all flooded back to me in an instant because this was like I was seriously sad that I wasn't going to be able to throw this in there. And then, (laughs) oh, man, I I was so I told you I'm the low hanging fruit guy, man.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and um,
0: and and that's the thing. I haven't played this game in years. And nah, not I at all. Yeah. really, really want to replay it. I really, yeah. really wish they'd put it on Switch. Because uh, the last time I played it was when it came out on Wii. And that mm-hmm. was incredible. That was one of the best motion-controlled games ever made. If you haven't yes. played that game with a Wii Remote Nunchuck, you are missing out. I mean...
1: It it probably was the last time I played it. Because obviously, uh, what was it, PS2... Played it, you know, smashed it, that was it. Um and then I remember getting a Wii and someone just randomly bought it for me. I think um Yeah, someone randomly bought it for me and I was like, Well, I already beat this game, but why the hell not? And I was very impressed at the way it played. The the Wii remote and the the nunchuck were perfect. You're right, it was it was so perfect.
0: And you get to that part like at the beginning of the rocks coming at you and they're like shake the Wii remote and I'm just like, ah, uh, run faster, run faster <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a uh, side note about that too. That was the first game that really showed me cutscenes are no time to rest.
0: Uh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Uncharted owes so much to Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, God, and that that anything can happen. Like one of my favorite Resident Evil Four moments that scared the crap out of me, like made me jump and made me laugh hysterically was so. <laughs> Like I said, I'm a Nintendo fanatic, so when this game sure. was released originally as a GameCube exclusive before it went multi-platform, which was a super fun story, where the creator of the game said, I will chop my own head off if this shows up on other platforms, and like a month later, they're like, it's coming out on PS2! I'm <laughs> like, alright, good luck with your Get head. chopping, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I played, I, I was so impressed with this game, because I was never a Resident Evil fan before this, even with the mm-hmm. remakes on GameCube, I wasn't a huge fan. But yep. man, seeing this game was amazing, and then playing yeah. it felt like nuts. So I'm playing through this game, and I, I was staying up all night because I would get to a safe point and be like, "All right, I just want to see what's around the corner," and then I'll stop, <laughs> and then I'd be playing for another hour. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when you get to the lake area, and I was just like at the dock, and I looked in the uh-huh. water, and I saw some fish swimming around. I was like, "Oh, cool!" I, I'm gonna sh-. it was oh, it was after I had been there once, and I got into the boat to fight the sea monster. Yep. And I uh, I lost. <laughs> and so yeah. I went to just kind of explore around a little bit. And I went over to the dock and I saw some fish swimming in the water. And I was like, I wonder if you can shoot the fish. So I start taking some shots at the fish. And then, like, the third or fourth shot, <laughs> big monster just <laughs> out of nowhere comes up, eats you. You're dead, like, in an yep. instant. And it scared the crap out of me. And I was <laughs> laughing hysterically <laughs> because it's amazing.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you you just don't expect that. <laughs> See, that was what made I think this one, this uh, Resident Evil 4, probably the, in my opinion at least. I think a lot of people share the same opinion, but it's definitely one of the best ones in the series. It it changed its style of play, right? It came along, it had a new control system, a mm-hmm. new uh, shooting uh, combat system, I should say, and it was a it was a good story. You know, still a little tongue in cheek with like the president's daughter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, i a little bad dude to action there, but great game. Just overall great game. And I remember um, the overwhelming sense of urgency when, like, the townsfolk were really oh starting God. to gang up on you. Oh, my God. And, and you're you hear, like, hear Where the do chainsaw go? start
0: going. You're like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. What yeah. What
1: do do? You're like, how could this get any worse? Chainsaw. You're like, oh, that's how. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was oh, such a good game. Such a good game. Um, absolutely. So real terrible. quick. I. I'm gonna do my best to these. I know we every every time we we have a Japanese name to pronounce. I go. I'm gonna do my best. These are really something else, and I'm really I'm so so sorry. It's uh, composers plural, uh, Misao Senbongi and Shusake or she, excuse me Shusaku Uchiyama. Well done.
0: I could not have done it better myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, legitimately you couldn't have no uh right yeah this, this is some some tough names there um if i if i may let me see if i can um i don't really have anything kind of uh um uh, misayo is uh has done work on obviously resident evil uh, devil may cry has a bit of has a comp- uh, composition and arrangement gro- uh, credits, and um, that's kind of all I've, I see here for for that one. Um, the other uh, composer by the name of uh, Oh lordy. Shusaku kind of Uchiyama. It. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, yeah. I'm gonna give you that one. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's good actually. Um, let's see again. Capcom. Uh, Capcom based uh, comp- composer, uh, Mega Man, Resident Evil. Let's see, best known for composing the music for Mega Man Eight. Uh, ah. Yeah, it was also contributed the Robot Master theme for Mega Man Ten, and uh, oh. yeah. Mega Man Eight of...
0: is my least favorite Mega Man.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just, but but a lot of Resident Evil to to his credit. Um, Excellent. There you go. So less chat more splat let's get right into that man this track's called uh serenity it's number six off the resident evil 4 soundtrack enjoy what you just heard was track 6 off the Resident Evil 4 soundtrack entitled Serenity. Talk to me Chris, what do you think?
0: Uh wow. Just a uh, lots of lots of th- stuff coming back to me, but really um more feelings than anything. Uh this is uh, what a unique collection of sounds. Like it's almost mm-hmm. you almost can't even call it a song. It's very just this this collection of, of ambient sounds but it's like everything in this game is so dangerous and you get to this music and <laughs> yes, it can be like the name serenity is is very apt because it's you get to this safe spot but you also know that there's so much dread ahead of you and mm-hmm. behind you. So Absolutely. it's like it's safe but it's still terrifying like this song is so hopeless and um mm-hmm. it's just wonderful it's it's really really
1: gorgeous piece to to kind of build on what you're saying you're right like uh you know we we were goofing around prior to playing the song saying you know what are you doing in here how the hell did you get past that you know big old whatever so yeah you're 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 pretty much fresh off a giant like harrowing fight and you know any game you play for the first time like how do i beat this guy what do i do so, you know, there's trial and error. So when you finally do with this big kind of sigh leaf and you get into the save spaces or whatever. So you you get into the save space and then there's this music. And like you said, there is danger to everything of the, about this game. Um, and even the music is still, it, like you said, it's called Serenity. It's called Serenity for a reason. But there's an element to the track that is um, unsettling. Yes. It's like, am I being lulled into a false sense of security? Because as we joked again, the cutscenes weren't anything you could just sit back and watch. It was still interactive. So you've already playing this game where it's taken the norm of watching cutscenes and said, no, 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 you're not done. You don't get to rest. You know, just like the character, when it plays out over a twelve hour period or something, you are gonna, you're gonna do what the character does. You're not gonna rest at any point. There's danger around every corner, and you're gonna go. And so here you are. In what is presumably a serene place, but now you're dealing with this, (laughs) the merchant who, as we pointed out, is a very, you know... Intense
0: individual.
1: (laughs) That's a great way of putting it. Is he a friend? Is he a foe? I mean, he does have a Tommy gun for sale, so you know and the
0: other thing about it is that none of this like you're you know you're safe in these spots but it's not comfortable there's nothing no comfortable wherever you are you're like okay mm-hmm. now i'm in a shed and nobody's gonna get me in this particular <laughs> shed yeah. but it's not like there's a sofa i can stretch out on for five minutes i like no. i'm i'm here to get some stuff and then get back to work rescuing yeah, the president's idiot
1: daughter <laughs> yeah a little little blonde hair blue-eyed blue-eyed daughter here, wait yeah, in this dumpster.
0: The... I'll be back in four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best escort just... missions ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank you no, for, for,
0: for bringing this one up here. I, I hate to cut you off, but it's no, it's okay. getting late. We got a bunch of tracks left. So, yeah, uh, sugar. All right. We could we could literally spend all night talking about Resident Evil 4.
1: And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just go go for it. You got so the next speaking one. of
0: Capcom, our next track, uh, it was one of my picks, and this comes from Mega Man 10. Uh, this was the one of the, uh, the digital download modern yet 8-bit uh, uh, Mega Man games. This was the lesser of the two, I thought. This game on paper is phenomenal, um, but it doesn't have the same soul as... Uh, like Mega Man 9 felt like Mega Man 2, and mm-hmm. Mega Man 10 feels like Mega Man 4. Uh, which is Ooh. my least favorite Mega Man numbered game, with the exception of eight. It's my least favorite of the NES ones, um, right. which isn't to say that it's bad. It's not bad at all. It's just you, uh, you just lesser... can't crank
1: out. Yeah, you're not going to be able to crank out, you know, shooting star after shooting star. You'll have some flops, but that's what makes the better games better.
0: Exactly, and it's I don't I don't want to disparage it in the least. I really don't. Nah. It's just not. It went for a different kind of feeling, and I know some people who absolutely love 4 um, mm-hmm. and who absolutely love 10, and it's just not my specific flavor of Mega Man, but it was still an excellent game. This had three playable characters. You could play as Mega Man, you could play as Proto Man, or you could play as bass, and each of them had their own uh, shops that they could visit, and Mega Man's shop theme was uh, my favorite of the three, so that's the one that I picked. So here we are, shop from Mega Man 10. Enjoy. So there you have it, another pretty straightforward shop song from me. (laughs) You say you went for some of the low-hanging fruit, and I really went for some, (laughs) like, very basic music here. And, uh, (laughs) you know, again, not to disparage, it's just, it's such a catchy little tune. And I love it when Mega Man games do this. Um, If you listen back to our Mega Man X episode... um, Uh, the 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 shop though the password music that sometimes shows up in mega man games that's just so completely different from the rest of the music like usually Mega man music is pretty intense and then you'll just get this shop music or a password or like crash man stage and it's just like this goofy upbeat little tune and uh i just i just love it when that kind of stuff happens um I I can't believe I skipped over all this stuff. This I forgot I forgot to talk about who the song was by. Uh, this particular song is by uh uh Rio Kawakami. Uh my apologies again. Um a, a lot of people did the soundtrack to Mega Man 10. This particular track was done by uh Rio and uh he did just a handful of other Mega Man games really. He's just, he's a Capcom guy. Did Mega Man 9 uh and Mega Man ZX as well as a few others. So what did you think of this one?
1: I dug it. It's um, it's exactly what you said. It's a very upbeat uh, track. Very different. Um, having played several uh, Mega Man games over the years, it's very different from the overall vibe of you know the rest of the game itself. And I think that's kind of important, especially when in something like like I've spent years playing Mega Man Two, and it's one of my favorites. And I I know a lot of that music. I can hum a lot of it like right now if you wanted me to but i'm not gonna and it's very intense i think we talked about it with the um uh the halloween episode or maybe the episode before where it's you know how how is a future supposed to sound with a robot Mm. you know that kind of stuff and they all the composers through the years have done a a very fantastic job of doing it that being said it's an action game so there's a very fast pace to it now you you jump into the shop excuse me you jump jump into the shop with Mega Man, then, you know, let me, let me breathe a little bit. Let me take a moment to not be so on the edge of my, sh- my seat. And I think, uh, I think that's a fantastic job of doing that. That's, it's just fun and it's upbeat and I, you know, I think, uh, I think it's a great little, little tune.
0: Yeah. And the shops usually prominently feature the auto character who is just kind of lighthearted and goofy to begin with. Like he's a mm-hmm. big kind kind of goofy robot. So it, it's, it's pretty spot on. So Okay, next track, Matt. Hit us with this. Sure. Uh, this is so funny that you brought this up because I was just talking about this game with, uh, who was I talking about this game with? Uh, somebody. Oh, I did. Um, I guessed it on uh, the Whip Around, uh, which is a podcast a friend of mine does. Uh, and this is one of these games that they brought up as something that they love, and I've never really spent any time with. Uh, mm. so talk talk to me about this track.
1: All right. By far and wide, one of my all time favorite games for the Super Nintendo is Act Razor. Uh, when the Wii came out and the store first opened up, it was one of the first available games, and I. It was one of the first games I bought from the store and sat down and, you know, played it from start to finish, maybe in like two days. I love this game. Uh, the soundtrack to the game is gorgeous, um, but the actual sound effects to the game are great too there's a lot of like memorable little sound effects like some people might find it annoying that the main character swings a sword and there's a sound effect to it every single time but it works it just really really works so that being said is like i said uh, one of my favorite games of all time and i i thought really hard about it. i said is there a shop to this game and there's not really a shop per se so there's an element of side-scrolling 2D where you are a character and you vanquish monsters, and then you go to the next portion of the game, which is a sort of SimCity-esque uh, rebuilding of this kind of um, society that has like been in fear of the demons you know, pouring out of these portals. And so one of your jobs now as a top-down is to kind of go around and destroy these portals and uncover things, and the the community grows, and when they grow, they give you things, and so on and so forth. So I thought it's not a shop per se, but I think it, you know, if you stretch the parameters a little bit, I think this track could fit in there. It was uh, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, who also did, in addition to Act Razor, The Revenge of Shinobi, Misty Blue, and of course, the Streets of Rage series. Yes, now, that's that's a whole other. I think that's an episode we should maybe look into. Oh, all three absolutely. Uh, that's on um, the list. No doubt. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely just... It's such a beautifully constructed song. And when you hear it, I, I think you'll know immediately what I'm talking about. It's just great textures to it. It's just a very classical piece on its own. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to let the song uh, speak for itself. This is uh, no track number eight, Birth of the People. Off the Act Razor soundtrack for the Super Nintendo system. Having never spent time with ActRaiser, what would you take away from that track?
0: Well, you know, getting to something that you said earlier is uh, if the first couple of notes don't grab you, you usually move on. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy, but usually if the first couple of notes don't grab me, I'm predisposed to not dig the rest of it. And mm. honestly, hearing the first few notes of this, I thought, like, this sounds really cheap. <laughs> this, this sounds like <laughs> a, a a very uh, a, a cheap Super Nintendo game. And i was very wrong because as it keeps going it keeps getting more um you know the the instruments that they're using this was an this was an enix game um and mm-hmm. they were you know kind of like the op the the opposite side of the coin of squaresoft back then before they were the same company <laughs> yeah and uh it was very fascinating to me uh listening to this because it um it really just kind of goes to it, it lends a lot to um my other Enix games that I've played, like uh, *Illusion of Gaia*, and of course the Dragon Quest series, are very rich. And this song definitely got there, uh, especially yeah. with some of the uh, the the samples that they used. Because um, again, I don't I don't I don't know how much you know about the way the Super Nintendo works, but um, the Super Nintendo doesn't have a specific sound chip; it's all sample channels. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why all the games have uh, a tendency to sound extraordinarily different from one another, or other ones will sound the same because they're pulling from the same library of samples. And okay. this, uh, the, those, just kind of the base that the Super Nintendo was capable of with with some of these uh, sample channels is really, really impressive. And uh, a lot of the the instruments, especially the low end stuff, really, really flesh this out. So when it starts off with that really cheap little sounding toot. And it just Mm -hmm. sounds like it's very, (laughs) oh, here is generic woods music from fantasy RPG. And then it just (laughs) kind of turns into um, something a lot more interesting with a lot more personality. Like it even Mm -hmm. gets slightly playful and stuff towards the, the, the middle of it. And it just kind of really rubs right up against that that preconceived notion of you hear this and you're like oh i'm at a renaissance fair but like not even a good one (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm at the i'm at the local gazebo renaissance fair that's got like six people with flower wreaths on their head and
1: (laughs) all the high school drama Uh, students are fleshing out the uh quote-unquote town folk yeah exactly they're all on their (laughs) cell
0: phones but they're uh Ye old cell phones. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I was I was very impressed with that. Um, I got there. Everybody has told me for so long that I need to play this game, and I really I, just need I to think get it's around time, to doing
1: man. It. I think it's time.
0: As soon as I finish Mario Odyssey, Doom,
1: uh, <laughs> it's next. I swear, <laughs> it's it's it's
0: on the list. I promise.
1: No, nah, I trust me. I know all about that long list. I, you know, every time you and I get together and we do an episode. There's just a lo- my list becomes longer of music I have to listen to and, and things I'm missing out on. So I get it. Well, eventually um, we'll
0: get back to the episodes that only focus on one game at a time. So.
1: Yeah, right. Imagine that. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, just real quick. I again, I absolutely adore that game. It's it holds a very special place in my heart. I love the game. But that music is um, is great. I my favorite parts of it are, you know, you, you mentioned kind of the chintzy toots at the beginning but i love that it's a setup and it just it gets better and these intricacies come in this kind of harpsichord comes and it's you know there's these kind of uh, uh, cascading you know melodies and they're they're playing with each other and you're right yeah there's a point at which it gets even a little playful and so you know the the like i said this isn't a shop per se you're actually playing through a sequence so you'll spend a good 10 15 20 30 minutes at this point playing this and that song is on loop so you know it's got to be something that can't be too annoying and the fact that it it gradually builds and builds to something and then it you know boils down to that original theme and builds and builds and builds it i don't think it gets old i i can remember spending you know a good hour just doing that portion of the game because the game is 50 percent side-scrolling adventure and 50 percent top-down you know whatever you want to call that SimCity building-esque you know, uh, section, so yeah
0: well, super awesome, thank you for uh, for bringing that delightful track to my attention.
1: Always my pleasure
0: <laughs> alright, so a while back I posted on the Waveback Facebook page uh, that we were doing this, and uh, I got a couple of uh, really great suggestions um, and this one was uh, one of the ones that was already on my list, but uh, both Matt Much and Matt Flamger uh, were uh, both suggested this one and this is the drugstore music from Earthbound. The track is <laughs> called uh buy something will ya which is a reference to what the shopkeeper in the NES Legend of Zelda said when you walked in there. Uh and it's it's just <laughs> this is such a good track. This is such a good track. Um this was a uh, the, the the soundtrack to Earthbound was primarily done by uh two gentlemen Keiichi Suzuki, uh, who did mostly films and, uh, earthbound and earthbound beginnings. And he partnered on those two games with one of my all time favorites, Hirokazu hip Tanaka, who has done some of my favorite video game soundtracks, including, but not limited to the original super Mario land and balloon kid, which I, I believe mm-hmm. balloon kid was the very first episode of *Waveback*. Um, God, what a good, oh, good, good music. Earthbound's filled with some very strange and some very excellent music. And this is, um, it's just more classic shop music. It's got a little bit more of a country twinge to it. Cause it sounds like it's being played <laughs> on a banjo, but it's, a. Uh, again uh it it, it definitely follows the through line of the tracks that i picked uh which are seemingly far less varied than the ones that uh matt picked here but uh let's go (laughs) ahead and jump into it here we are is buy something will ya from earthbound for super nintendo enjoy There you have it. You just you just want to sit back <laughs> on a chair with a corncob pipe and uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Glass of lemonade. It, it, this song doesn't remind me of drugstores, but for some reason, it's so <laughs> it's so particularly perfect for the bizarreness that is uh, Earthbound. It just it just works. So
1: Earth Earthbound by its very nature is an inherently left of center game. Uh, it's a really celebrated game too. And that track is, dare I say it, it's perfect. It's perfect it for the game. It's perfect for a shop. There's, I don't know, there's something about, you know, a pseudo banjo that makes me want to, you know, buy items for my quest. <laughs> um, it's great. It's just a great track. Um, you know, musically, sonically, it's there's just, there's just, it's just fun, like. How do you, how do you hate that song? Tell me, how do you hate that song? No. <laughs> I don't
0: think I don't think you do.
1: I think it's impossible. That's ah, a great track. I I dig that, man. I that, but that soundtrack overall is another fantastic soundtrack, and that's just one of those songs that sits well with the rest of the soundtrack.
0: I completely agree. It's like you said. It's just it's the perfect thing for, <laughs> for for what it is. It's just, the it's the right song at the right time at the right place. It's just, uh, it's just perfect. Okay, think, Matt. No, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, super, super quick. I think, uh, I think kind of a common thread of, of maybe what's emerging for me about the songs you're picking is there, there are these songs that there's no overthinking involved. They're just, they're just quick songs, you know,
0: they're, they're kitschy, they're catchy and they make you want to buy stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Purpose Served.
0: All right, so Matt and I each have one song left, so let's get yep. right to it. Matt, what do yes, you got sir. for
1: us? Uh, again, stretching the the imagination of Shop. Uh, the, the next track I picked was from one of my all-time... I, okay, I, I say it a lot. I have an, a lot of all-time favorite SNES games, but this one definitely sits in my top three, and it's Ogre Battle, The March of the Black Queen. It was probably one of the first... I guess games of its kind where you get your units, you get to really um, kind of flesh them out. You can, uh, uh, you know, move guys out, bring guys in, make whole new units, you know, and had like the reputation system where, you know, you you had a lot of bad guys in your group, then your reputation stunk. There's a whole lot to it. And if if you haven't played it, you really, really doing yourself a disservice is one of these just all time great games. Um, so again, stretching the confines of the, the term shop, uh, this music comes from an area of the game where you go and you are, um, working on your units, you know, you're not in battle, you're not on the battlefield, you're, let's say in camp and you're rearranging your units, you're upgrading them, you're giving them items, that stuff. So this track is called Atlas and it was, it's credited to three, um, composers uh, Masaru, oh boy, huh. let me let me apologize in advance. Masaharu Iwata, uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto, and Hayato Matsuo. Uh and you know they're they don't have too much of an American background. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hitoshi did Alien vs Predator. Uh, Bubble Ghost, Final Fantasy Tactics for the Game Boy Advance, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the Game Boy Advance, one of my favorite Game Boy Advance games, um, uh, did, uh, Children of Mana for the, uh, NDS, so, uh, and Tactics Ogre, The Night of the Lows for Game Boy Advance as well, so they kind of stayed in the general theme. Um, yeah, just a good track, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna expand on it anymore, I'm just, we'll just get right to it, so track 10. This is Atlas from Ogre Battle, the March of the Black Queen. Track 10, Atlas, from the Super Nintendo Systems uh, Ogre Battle: The March of the Black Queen. Uh, you know, I think it's really straightforward. You're there customizing your characters, you're customizing your units. Uh, you know, I think it's it might I, I I might even say that it's a little extravagant for what you're doing. But then again, the the scope of the game is actually fairly grandiose. You you start in one corner at what is presumably your I don't know, kingdom, your camp, or whatever, and you send units out across a giant map. I'm sure at the time it was actually a fairly big game. Now it's, you know, microscopic compared to some of these open world games. But the game itself was fairly, fairly grand in its scope. You're a general marching your units across a battlefield, and you don't have many particular object- objectives. It's more like, you know, fight your way, take these towns back. Keep fighting your way till the uh, main castle and, and sort it out. This song is so.
0: majestic, man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it is. Very uh, like I, rolling this is, drums.
0: This is a game that I've played very little of because it's just... I've never been into these uh, uh, strategy-type games. I can just mm-hmm. never get into them. Uh, my friend Sean is, like, obsessed with the original Ogre Battle games. Actually, all the Ogre Battle games, not just the original one. Not just... Yeah. Um particularly the N64 one is supposed to be just phenomenal, but I've tried to get into them. And, uh, I will say that just, uh, uh, there's no way to not like to hear this music and not like, I don't know. I don't care what you're doing in a game. If this song comes on, you're going to sit up and be like, this is the most majestic thing I've ever done. This is very, important oh, yeah. What I'm doing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is very, it's, it's, it's a I very
0: believe. nice piece. The super Nintendo was, was great with its sample channels for the, um, yeah you know, string type music like any of this yes. like uh, emulating actual classical music is a uh, a really a strong point for the platform and this is uh, no exception it's a great track
1: yeah man the rest of the soundtrack too is as extensive and and very well composed and it's it's all in the same vein very um rolling very expansive
0: well, uh, let's see. My last track is uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go ahead and listen to a song from a game that nobody's ever heard of. But I always <laughs> uh, I, I always leap at the opportunity to talk about this game because I, I love this game. It's really, really good. It's just way too short. Um I, I rented this game one day because I thought the cover looked neat and I loved the idea. Uh, the game is "The Twisted Tales of Spike McFang," and uh, mm-hmm. it's about a vampire. And in this world, vampires obviously hate garlic, but instead of sucking blood, they eat tomatoes,
1: uh, <laughs> which
0: I just thought was so clever. And uh, the, the game is like a it's like a Zelda style clone with a really uh kind of funny and very entertaining storyline and just a wonderful delightful soundtrack and uh this was one of the ones that um i was looking through my my list of game soundtracks and i was like oh there's a shop in spike mcfang isn't there and then i i popped on the music was like, yeah i love this track this is uh again really in the same vein of just like very classic music uh old style old timey shop music uh that i've been <laughs> uh bringing up and uh It's just a super fun, delightful track. So, um, let's see. The soundtrack was done by uh, Hisashi Matsushita, who did, uh, these uh, soundtracks for, I mean, this, this, this is such a weird game. I think Bulletproof Software, uh, published it, but developed it. It was published by Naxat Soft. And I think it's actually kind of a, um, yeah, it's a sequel to a TurboGrafx-16 game called Makai Prince Dorobachan, which as you can imagine, did not come out here in America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say.
0: I also think it's a very different game from this one. Um, But regardless, uh, Twisted Tales of Spike McFang is a super cool game for Super Nintendo. You should absolutely check it out. And uh, let's listen to some super delightful music. Um, Oh, I forgot to actually say the games. Uh, (laughs) uh, Hisashi Matsushita also worked on Air Zonk and 1943 Kai. So... Air Zonk's a really cool TurboGrafx-16 game. I have not played 1943 Kai. Uh, I love 1942 and 1943. Never got around yes. to playing Kai, because uh, clearly I'm a bad person. <laughs> that must be it. But uh, here you go. The track is called Going Shopping. Enjoy. Ta-da.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: That was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit more complex than some of the other ones cuz you know, it 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 starts off as something that could have just looped on its own, but then they they added that second part where the the song just kind of sings to you a little bit and it's a uh, it's got some, you know, great little second, secondary melody going on under it, and it's, uh, it's just fun. It's just fun. I mean, it's a game about throwing your hat and flicking your cape at sentient garlic. I
1: mean, what's, <laughs> what's not to love? Bring on the tomatoes, man. That's no, you're, you're absolutely right. You pretty much nailed that one on the head. It's, a, it's just a fun little track. There's a, there's a great little bass line in there, and yeah, just a little swinging beat. It's good. It's a it's a good track.
0: I think that's one of the things I'm I'm really enjoying about this episode is that there's there's no like groundbreaking, holy crap, amazing like make my head spin tracks because like <laughs> a lot of times we'll do these episodes and it's it's so involved and and I, I always have fun doing it but every now and then it's fun to just appreciate the stupid and <laughs> there's definitely a little <laughs> bit of stupid going on and I mean that in the nicest possible oh the no best no possible yeah, way like, like you said you we're not have trying to, to bring have any that. of this stuff down exactly yeah. you really have to have that to round out like everything can't be um,
1: full right, throttle the, the, all the most... time
0: exactly and this is shops are usually like a reprieve in a game and I love just kind of shining a spotlight on this music because it's it's so much fun and it's it's great stuff to, to be shopping to. so I hope that you are out shopping and and adding to uh, the uh, the the economy and throwing your dollars around on super cheap TVs
1: yeah <laughs> super cheap giant televisions
0: all right uh well then that's that that's gonna be it ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining us that is that is uh that is our show um join us next month for the return of our annual waveback winter special at least i think that's what we're doing matt and i haven't really talked about it uh so <laughs>
1: <We'll> <laughs> it, it may be come- a surprise to us yeah, we'll,
0: we'll figure something out, but you'll get a new episode in, in December, uh, come Hacker water, so we'll, we'll see where <laughs> it goes. Uh, as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on these games, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find out more information about our, uh, whatever we're doing next, as well as a nice convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekay.com. Just include the word wave back somewhere in the subject line so we know which podcast you're talking about. And while you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally like slash follow slash subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geek.com. So we have to leave you with a song. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so happy. And this is the song. You can't talk about video game shops without mentioning, quite possibly, the most perfect shopping music ever conceived by man. Topping even Koji Kondo's Ocarina of Time shop music, we are talking, of course, about the Wii Shop
1: channel. Oh my god. I don't know how I went the entire episode without spoiling that, but I am... (laughs) Like head over. I love this song. Last night and uh, the night before, while doing my research, I had this playing in the background, and I was just just remembering all the time I spent oh in my the Wii God, shop. Me too, because
0: it's not <sighs> easily navigable. Like no. it's not no, a it good so shop funky. by any so stretch.
1: Funky.
0: It's got tons of great, like tons of great content on yes, this shop. Absolutely. But it is not easy to find. No, <laughs> no not at all. <laughs> And it's particularly bittersweet to bring this up now because the Wii shop is closing next year. Um, So if you have access to a Wii or a Wii U, which you can switch into Wii mode, go to this shop and appreciate this music and buy some great stuff because there's so many good games available on the Wii shop channel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can, but, you can play great games like Actraiser and Ogre Battle.
0: <laughs> that, that's true. Those games are available in, in Ogre Battle 64. That, that and Ogre Battle I 64. Is, is,
1: exactly. Is that's absolutely true.
0: And uh, uh, some really great original stuff. I've actually been doing a, a, yep. a series on the Stone Age Gamer um, blog page called Worthwhile WiiWare, where I'm uh, taking a look at some of the exclusive games that are only on WiiWare that are going to be essentially going bye-bye uh, once the shop closes. Now, obviously, they're not going away no, of course for not. the internet because everything is available through nefarious means these days. But in the interest of keeping things nice and legal, yes, they are going away on, on all official channels. But what we're here talking about is the music. And the Wii was such a fantastic little platform. I, I I love the thing, and I know a lot of people don't because it was motion controls, it was casual gaming, blah, blah, blah. Nah. But the system itself... I mean, when I got that thing home on, on day 1 and I'm like looking at the weather channel and spinning the globe and looking at the news <laughs> channel and it was such a neat experience and this yeah. music in this shop channel is just perfect. It's cheesy to the extreme. It is yep. like it is everything a a cheesy tacky shop should be and it's <laughs> it's just a magnificently composed Uh, piece of music it is by um, Nintendo legend Kazumi Totaka who has done a ton of great stuff on the platform uh, including a lot of like off offbeat kind of stuff he has a very offbeat kind of uh, style like he's done work on the Wario series of games he did Mm -hmm. the music for Luigi's Mansion he's done a lot of music in the Animal Crossing series uh, and he also did you know uh, a lot of stuff for the Wii's infrastructure, including this magnificent piece of music, the Wii Shop channel. So, bef- before we play it, Matt, do you have anything else to add?
1: Uh you know uh, we're we're you're, you're listening to this on Black Friday, so I hope your Thanksgiving was full of uh, laughter and great food. And um, not quite sure when we're going to do our, our our December one, but if we don't. Hear from you or see you or you don't listen to us by that time. Have a great holiday, whether it's Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, or Festivus. You, you guys be safe.
0: Well said. So here we go. We're going we're gonna to sing you out on a true, the truest of true masterpieces. Here is the We Shop Channel by Kazumi Totaka. Good night, everybody.